Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. And Top Dog. Thanks again for downloading the High School Football Podcast right here on Radio.com. Be sure to check out all of our other podcasts like Ben and Woods, The John Quintero Show, and Gwen and Chris. And be sure to subscribe so you can never miss a High School Football Podcast. I'm Braden Soprenit. And I'm Top Dog. Thanks for downloading the High School Football Podcast on Radio.com. Are you not entertained? We have only got a couple more weeks of the season, which means it's a sad day. We only got a couple more of these high school football podcasts coming up on 97 Through the Fan. I'm Brain Soprano alongside Top Dog, Chris Smith. Uh, we're on to the uh, semifinals for everybody and the Open Division finals coming up on Saturday. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty. We're getting down to the final teams and some of the best here in San Diego. I'm excited for it. I know Top Dog is excited for it. Chris, aside from traffic getting here today because it sounds like nobody in Southern California knows how to drive in the rain, what's going on with you? It wasn't that bad. You know, I mean, I just had to paddle in. I mean, you know, I <laughs> had to borrow a, a canoe and just row down here to Intercom Studios. I mean, look, it, it's raining cats and dogs out there, man. It's supposed to rain dogs for the next three days, it sounds that's, like. That's what's up. Hopefully it clears away um, for Friday. I, I never... Did you like playing in the rain? Did you ever play in the rain? I did. I actually like playing in the rain. Really? Yeah, it slowed down the receivers. I'm a safety, bro. Yeah. I mean, hey, slow down the receiver. You come across that middle... I'm licking my chops. You didn't have to play on turf, though, did you? I, you know, dude, I never played on turf. I never yeah, played see, football on turf. So. Playing in the rain and turf is the worst. Yeah, I, I hated I hated playing in the rain. I remember played Mira Mesa one year, and it was like freezing cold, and the rain was coming in sideways for the entire game. It was just like six straight hours in the rain. And one of the Mira Mesa kids uh, tweaked his spine big time. Like, they had to bring the medical out. And he he was, uh, they ended up being okay, but it there was like an hour and a half delay. That's crazy. For, for this injury of just sitting in the rain. It was just, it was miserable. It was That's a miserable time. Um, enough about the rain. Let's get to um, last week. We had a lot of interesting games go down to the wire. In fact, most of these games went down to the wire last week. As I start looking at the scores, very limited blowouts. A lot of games that uh, could have gone either way, um, starting from the open division all the way down. Uh, a lot of interesting decision-making in, in these games. And and we've said it before, and you know we've said it on the, our broadcasts, and I've said it as a coach myself. It's t- it's now at the time where people and coaches start out coaching themselves sometimes, and there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting decisions that I were made. Where we're going? Uh, here. A lot of different decisions that were made throughout the um, throughout the playoffs, uh, if you will. Uh, open division playoffs. Both these games were incredibly nuts. Um, I called the Carlsbad Cathedral game. I thought that game was. Uh, uh, very highly entertaining. Um, I heard about the Helix St. Augustine game, uh, and then I watched the highlights on the Prep Pixian Report, and I know you were at that game, and that was a crazy finish um, that didn't make any sense either. So uh, let's get to it. Um, I'll start with the Carlsbad Cathedral game. This is a really good football game between two uh, really good teams. I thought both defenses did a tremendous, tremendous job. Um, because going into it, I, I've seen Carlsbad play twice. I saw them shred Torrey Pines, and I saw them uh, be in a battle with LCC. Um, and this Carlsbad's offense was completely slowed down by Cathedral's defense. Uh, in fact, the running game was basically non-existent. Um, Carlsbad's longest run of the night was seven yards, Jeez. and it came on their last offensive play of the game. Jeez, a seven-yard run. Other than that. Uh, DJ Young was having a very hard time getting through that defensive line for Cathedral. Um, the thing that did work out for Carlsbad, they did a really good job with their screens. They did a really good job. And, and when I talk about their screens, getting Cole Wright the football when Deshaun Swafford was covering him. Because Deshaun Swafford one-on-one with Cole Wright had him pretty much locked down. Cole Wright won some plays. Deshaun won some plays. But then you could see Love the adjustment kid, the made. Way. You could see the adjustment made by Thad McNeil. We got to get our playmaker the ball. Wide receiver screens, two of them go for long touchdowns because of great offensive blocking from wideouts, blocking downfield. Hey, does it help when you have Jonathan Harrison? 
Well, he was I'm even one saying. of the guys that wasn't. He was even one of the guys making the big blocks. The no? big blocks were being made by their skill position guys downfield. Oh, okay. um, it's on the. It's on those quick wide receiver screens where the outside guy, you know, cuts in at the near hash mark. Yep. And the two guys in the slot were making great blocks, and he had they had great blocks downfield. One of them was borderline. It was very close to being Holding. an illegal forward pass or like an illegal man downfield because the pass was caught probably two yards past the line of scrimmage. But yeah. the blocking was so amazing. I mean, Cole Wright caught the ball and he turned and he was like, where is everybody? There's nobody here. And then he just <laughs> takes off for a, a huge touchdown. Um, he had a really good slant uh, down by the goal line as well. Cole Wright had himself a really good game. Offensively for Cathedral, they were unable to score off of turnovers because Cathedral, Cathedral in their opening drive took the ball 18 plays and just marched it down the field, punched it in and take a 7-0 lead. Next possession, Carlsbad threw a pick at their own like 10-yard line. So Car- Cathedral had it at, the own, at their 20 after the interception. First play, fumble the ball. No. Carlsbad gets it again. Uh. Um, Carlsbad can't do anything with it. I think Cathedral gets the ball back. They can't do anything with it. Carlsbad throws another pick. That's... Malachi Williams gets a pick. Aiden Sand just trying to force something downfield. You could tell Carlsbad's offense at that point was getting incredibly frustrated. And they were on the verge of like, Imploding. we got no shot. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. what the attitude was. Yeah. And they throw a pick. Um, Cathedral stalls with the ball. They get a holding penalty. It's fourth and in, in long from you know the right hash. They go for a field goal. They just miss it uh, to the left. So that's a second opportunity. Cathedral doesn't cash in on a, an opportunity to score. Um, is it, it could easily have been 21 nothing Cathedral, and all of a sudden they're rolling to another Open Division uh, championship appearance. But give Carlsbad's defense credit because... They were able to, on short, on a quick change and a short field, keep Cathedral out of the end zone. First half ended seven to nothing in favor of the Dons. Uh, Carlsbad started working it. They started finding ways to get Cole Wright the football. Cole Wright made plays as Cole Wright does. That's why he's a finalist for the Silver Pigskin. Um, and he made he made some great plays down the stretch. But a big case was their opening drive for Cathedral. They get out their own 20. First play, five yard loss. Now it's second and 15 from their own 15 yard line. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. They get a bad punt. It only goes 16 yards. Carlsbad's in business. And then they they punch it in uh, to make it 7-7. Carlsbad then takes the lead on a screen pass that goes like 60 yards uh, to make it 14-7. Cathedral answers with a 68-yard touchdown pass from uh, Charlie Meyer to uh, Coleman Smith. Coleman Smith outruns the entire um, secondary of Carlsbad. They tie it up at 14 uh, Carlsbad scores late to make it 21-14. And then Cathedral, drive, they get the ball back with five minutes left at their own 20. They drive the length of the field. They get down to the 20-yard line. There's like uh, about two minutes on the clock or maybe maybe uh, 2.15 on the clock. Turnover on downs. Carlsbad gets the ball. Um, Cathedral says all three, or they have all three of their timeouts. Carlsbad's got the ball first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Uh, first run. Back to the line of scrimmage, no gain. Second run, seven yard gain. Third down, third and third and about two. If they get the first down ball game, the game's, game's right. over. Fumble. No. Carlsbad fumbles, uh. and Cathedral jumps on it. And I immediately think of 2015. Yeah. Carlsbad does the same thing to Cathedral in the open playoffs, and they're taking a knee to run out the clock. I mean, they're basically running out the clock to win the game, and Carlsbad fumbled. Cathedral picked it up, punched it in, scored one twenty four twenty one in that game. Dude. So you see that happen, and you're, and like, you're Coach Uh-oh. Thad McNeil, and you're the Carlsbad team. You're sitting yeah. there like, this can't be happening again. Right, not this now. can't be not happening now. again. Not again. Cathedral, first down, f- f- false start. No, first and fifteen, false okay. start. Okay, um, and they're and they get they got the ball back with a minute thirty instead of getting it. You know, at the forty yard at their own forty yard line with like forty seconds left. So right. you gotta be thinking, right. wow, this is this is amazing. Right, it's almost to the point where the cathedral's team's like, we gotta go try to score here. We didn't think we we're gonna get the ball back, right. and so for you get for your first guy jumps off sides. It, okay. I mean, that's you can't be making those mistakes. First and fifteen, they throw a pass over to the, the a deep pass to the ten yard line. It gets caught and then immediately dropped. Second and fifteen, um, and then on um, I think so that was second and fifteen. Third and fifteen or whatever. They get to they get to like third and forever, and they throw Charlie Meyer throws a dime to the right side of the field. Coleman Smith hauls it in. The defender like misses it by like a half a step. Coleman Smith rails it in and scores a touchdown. And now you're thinking, all right, there's about 30, 
40 seconds left. Um, knowing Cathedral and how they are, going to kick the point after attempt, and we're going to go to overtime. Right. Right? This is right. going to be an overtime game. Right. Um, and then just disaster happens. I mean, utter disaster. They go, they line up for the point after attempt, and then the ball is snapped. Half the team's running a fake, and the other half the team is running no. point after attempt. No. And when you when you get down to the nitty-gritty and you, and you figure out what happened— the two guys that were supposed to be involved, at least at least those two, the most important guys for the fake, didn't know it was a fake. Because the call that they had sounded like what their normal call is for a point after attempt. It's loud. The holder is the guy that just scored the touchdown. So he's just ready to hold. Um, I, it was a poor communication job. Remember, Cathedral doesn't have timeouts, so they're trying to just get this done. Hey, look, you know, we're 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 kind of we're kind of playing with house money right now to right. try to win this game. Let's just try to punch it in right now and win. And like, if we win, we win. If not, you know, this is, this is our shot because of the way we've played so far. Um, and then you go back and they explain the play to me and I'm, I won't, I won't, I won't explain the play. Um, but as much as coach Thad McNeil at Carlsbad thought he knew it was coming, you watch the PPR tape and you watch the tape. If they run the play, like they're supposed to, and, and when I mean that, like everybody on the team knows they're supposed to run the play. Cathedral's in the Open Championship on Saturday night. I mean, oh. that, think about how crazy that is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the thing that I, I I talk with my dad. I mean, full disclosure, we all know I coach a Cathedral. Right. We know my dad's there, so we have these conversations. And um, and he was sitting there, and he was like, he's like, what. What happened to, uh, and he wasn't like shocked because there's been injuries, but you know, after we got to remember this team beat Centennial. Yep. Do you know what Centennial did to Jay Sarah last week? Centennial beat Jay Sarah 52 to nothing. This cathedral team has just, I mean, they just fell apart. No, listen, listen. They fell apart. They peaked early. And, you know, we talk about that, coaches. I've talked about several coaches, you know. When you peak too early in the season, and, and I'll be candid, it looked like from the outside, you know, looking in, I'm not a cathedral coach. I'm just, you know, a fan watching football. Looked like they just got tired, man. After after they played Helix, it wasn't the same team. Well, that that in, my, in, in what my dad was telling me, it was that he's like, look, he's like, our offense was, was, was motoring, had a mojo, had some swag. And you know, DJ just to get, and then, and then, well, well, not only that, but, you know, they had a poor game against Helix and things unraveled quickly and the ball didn't bounce their way. And there was a lot of things that did, that yep. didn't go right for them. And they weren't able to, to fully overcome that game. And then after that, I mean, they weren't really tested after that game. I mean, down the no, stretch. No, no, Saints, Saints was a pretty hard game. They fell down early to Saints. Yeah, but they were able to rally and, and, yeah. and win that game because I, I think at the end of the day, with DJ in for the majority of that game, I mean, they just had they they were a better football team. Than I will say was. this: when they played Helix, I think you saw chinks in the armor. They were definitely, I think, against Corona Centennial, against Aguero. I mean, I saw those games. I was at those games. They looked like they were just more physically dominant. You know, better coached. They knew what they were doing and they were committed to it. Against Helix, they kind of got off their game plan a little bit. They looked beatable, obviously, when they beat him, but they just didn't have that same bravado, that same swag, that same, I'm going to punch you in the they mouth and there's nothing you can do about it. They didn't roll into that Helix game as hyped up as they did for the Saguaro and Centennial games. You want right. my opinion? They I, honestly, when they, got off the, when they got off the bus, they looked a little scared. I don't I'm know not about lie. that. Yeah, they did. I don't know about that. Cathedral plays there. Helix every day. And, they, yeah. and I'm going to tell you right now, that Saguaro and Centennial team is, not the Saguaro team, but that Centennial team is 10 times bigger Batter faster than the Helix team, and they didn't look intimidated by them. I'm telling you right now, they when I when I saw them, and, and I know those kids. I mean, I coached them two years ago. Yep, they look like, and I'm not saying they did in an arrogant way. They they look like they were just like, all right, now we get to play. It's like they were satisfied that they beat Centennial, and they're like, oh yeah, cool. Now now we're gonna win, right? Like. Not saying they went into the game thinking like, oh, it's Helix, we're gonna beat this team. It was kind of like, oh think yeah, they were, we're, we're gonna win. A little now. bit of entitlement. I don't know about entitlement, but I think they were emotionally exhausted from the last two. Because uh, remember, those two games came down to the final play. Absolutely. Just like the Narbonne game did and the Folsom yep. game did before that. So yep. a lot of those kids are used. And then they, and then, you know what? Your body gets fatigued. And then down the stretch, you lose DJ Ralph, uh, which stinks. But I, I think the biggest player that, that hurt them the most in terms of not having him for an injury. Let me guess. Let me guess. Christian Hall. Christian Hall. Yep. 
Because I'm going to tell you, he's just a different back that Cathedral needed in that Carlsbad game. He's a different back that they needed in that Lincoln game. Um, you know, he took a a, a a a shot at the knee on the kickoff, which That's is very right. unfortunate. Yep. Um, and the the worst part was, he would be ready to play this week. He had one more week he had to sit uh, out, and he'd be ready to play. But think about so that's price, what though. his tweet was about. Huh? So that's what it was. So he was sitting there going into that game, going, "All right, they win this game, I'm back. We're, I'm back. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go, go play. Let's, roll. let's win the championship." And now, and now he can't. But I, I think, I think Christian Hall is going to be a guy that now you don't have to worry about him getting hurt again. He can fully rehab and get ready to go for for 2020. And he's going to be a fun player to watch. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy seeing his leadership. You know what's funny about that? You've been sleeping on that kid. I saw that kid when he was at Point Loma as a freshman. That kid was good. Him and T-Bone, they went to Grossmont. Knew both of those kids. Christian's a great kid. There's a couple th- There's a couple times, and he's just, I'm I'm comparing apples and oranges with Xavier, because yep. uh, Xavier's a really good running back. There's a couple times where, you know, Xavier's good for certain situations, yep. and Christian Hall's good for other situations, and they needed that Christian Hall type back uh, in that game. Well, see, I, I fully expected him to, when, when he got hurt, I expected you guys to put Matt Bryant into that situ- into that role. He's, and that's another kid that was that was uh, dealing with, with um, injuries. injuries. Ever since that Helix game, he got tweaked, and then it was just never fully recovered, and, um, you know, maybe rushed back too soon, but May- Matt maybe Bryant. Maybe bring Lucky in? I don't know. I mean, you guys I got mean, running had, backs over running backs over running that, back, that's the so. thing but they got so you got you know lucky he's he's um lucky um sutton he's going to be a, a great run next year with christian hall and lucky sutton and, and maybe some other guys mixed in here or there it's going to be fun to watch again they just reloaded running back um but it was kind of like lucky sutton is is still trying to they're still trying to get him up to speed on what they do yeah, the playbook and, right and, and then and then you balls. don't have christian hall and then you only have and then xavian's getting the ball yeah. almost every time so it's going to be interesting to see, and, and that I think they're honestly going to be better next year than they were this year. But I I said that going into this season. Remember, you're talking to the too. guy. You're talking to the guy that was the only guy. In the, who, I know who I had know him you at number one. Who I, had him at number one? I had him at number one to start the year. But you had Helix number one. I did, and I had who at number one. I don't know. You don't vote in the UT poll. You big oh, dog. Cathedral. cathedral. Hey, cathedral See, I, I I always thought Helix going into the season, based on Delshawn Trailer coming back and Elian Noah, the line, a lot of their guys they had coming back. They're the team to beat, and right now, they're in the Open Championship. Uh, and again, we, so we, we talked about that game. Well, let's talk about Carlsbad real quick, All right. um, because I want to give them the 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 love that they deserve because they I thought they did a great job. Their defense played phenomenally because they were on the field the entire first half. And they go in in the second half, and they made all the stops that they needed to make. Um, so shout out to the Carlsbad defense. I think Cole Wright. Um, I didn't think he had that great of speed when he was playing against Torrey Pines and, and against LCC, but he had he was he was um, he was running. I mean, he was fast. He he looked good. Uh, he ran good Mama, routes. He was running. He was he was a big factor in that game. I thought he had a hell a hell of a football game. He yeah. scored twenty one points. He scored all yeah. three of their touchdowns. Oh, there you go. Um, I thought Aiden Sain made the throws that he needed to make when it mattered. Um, he didn't get frustrated after two picks. He still went out there and he he was slinging the ball around. Um, you know, as far as Carlsbad's concerned, I thought their line did well as well. But um, uh, and then the last thing. I thought Charlie Meyer, the sophomore quarterback, making his second ever start, I thought he made enough throws to win the game. And he he had a couple times where you saw the inexperience, but then you saw a couple times where it's kind of flashed like he's going to be fun to watch his junior and senior year. So that's that's on the game I watched. I want to know what happened in that Helix-St. Augustine game because last time I checked my phone, St. Augustine was winning 7 nothing oh, with like no. two minutes left. And then I, and I look again and I go, Helix is winning 12-7. You know, or twelve seven Helix final, they win on a pick six, and I was like, "That can't possibly be right. right. That, so that, that, that can possibly be to, right." Let me get to the game that I went to. Uh, San Augustine Saints and I traveled to uh, the Helix area, obviously, and 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 played the Helix Scotties. This game was an absolute defensive. I mean, from the very beginning, neither team established themselves uh, offensively. I think the Helix. We won't go into drive by drive, but Helix uh, struggled with the RPO. I think they put a lot of pressure on the young quarterback Cam over there, the senior. Cameron Brown. He threw a couple of picks that weren't even close to being completed passes. I mean, literally, he couldn't see over the offensive line. He was only five yards back, couldn't see over the offensive line. He was throwing to a spot. I think uh, Sam Scaife had a, a big interception that could have went for a pick six. They caught it back on a penalty. There were they was. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was sloppy football uh, on both sides of the ball. The Carlsbad Cathedral season, game was kind of sloppy too. Um, it just didn't. Neither team really established uh, their offense 
on either I mean not for Helix or for Saints. We get down, we go into the first quarter or the fourth quarter, it's zero zero. Yeah. Now all of us watching the game were like expecting a, a forty nine thirty five shootout. Right. Because these offenses have been doing, you know, nobody could stop them all year long. But when they start playing each other, I think you said it, they start out coaching. They start out coaching themselves. themselves. And exactly. so they start making play calls and you kinda you're kinda wondering like, okay, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Helix got a little bit away from their identity about the RPOs. There were times that I thought Delshawn was going to be in there where he pulled it and took off on the outside. Um, Saints was disguising their linebacker coverage, and then Helix thought they could run inside against Pongia, which I didn't think was a good idea at all. <laughs> and poor Christian uh, Christian Washington was getting hammered. Connor now, Washington? Who? Is it Connor or Christian? Christian. Is it Christian, Christian Washington? Yeah, Christian Washington, number 20, the sophomore running back. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, that kid's going to be exciting to watch in the future. I think he had... 27 carries for 160-something yards. Heck of a ball player. Um, he can put his foot in the ground and, and, and turn that corner with the best anybody in San Diego. And we've talked about him and his size and how he's going to be he's recruited gonna be definitely. The dude. He's going to be the dude. So I'm not worried about them running back over Helix next year. Or they get another one with uh, Thomas coming that's a freshman this year has scored like 40-something touchdowns. So they got backs over there. But I digress. Back to the game. There's too much left in the game. Saints has got the ball. They stop Helix on the goal line. They get the ball back. They are all they need is one first down, and this ball game is over. Or at least burn the clock and then send it the other way. I know they got a. So I know they had a blocked punt earlier in that game too. Everybody in the stadium is is waiting for the run. We're we're waiting for Byron Cardwell. I what mean, down is it? First and ten right I now. I want to say it's second down, second and ten. So first down they run it with with Byron Cardwell. Yeah. No. No. They run a screen. On the first play, and Carwell drops it. Then they go to the receiver. He so, catches so, it. So now, so now I think actually, no, I think no it's time. Like third, is it's like third and five. So we're all expecting a run. Out of the blue, Richie drops back. Comanero drops back, and it's, it's an outside. It's supposed to be a ten yard out. It's third and ten, right? I think it's third and five. Third and five. They it's get the third, first, but it's, it's, like it's third, third down. down. It's right. third down. And it's it's a manageable five. Like I mean, the way that they're running the ball, the way things are going, Helix is getting gassed a little bit. Their linebacker's been playing all night. You know, they're a little tired. I, personally, I'm running the ball. I think everybody in the stadium was expecting him to run the ball. He goes to throw. Richie goes to throw the ball. It's it's a timing play, so he throws it. Receiver, receiver never made his break. The DB standing right there. Ball literally he took two steps forward. Ball's in his lap. It looked like the and pass the was intended thing, for him on on the highlights I the saw. The only thing standing between him and the goal line was green grass. Was just the turf. <laughs> so he just took off running, and and he wasn't one. It wasn't Keontae. It wasn't um, the big running back. I mean, it wasn't the, the their number one corner. It was like their third string. I think it was Sam Stewart, like a third string corner. It just fell in his lap. He's like, and See everybody what? in the stadium, you could. You could clearly hear everybody in the stadium just gasp. Like, no. Like, this is not happening. <laughs> Did this just happen? This is not happening. So, pick six. They go down. Um, they score. It's now 12-7, and they win the game. Now, after the game, I did have a chance to walk over to uh, Kramer. I will tell you this. And this is it's kind of sad, and, and I don't even know if I want to share this with everybody, but every head coach says they love their guys. Mm -hmm. I got to see him be super emotional. I mean, he was there with his wife, and he was actually crying. You always get that in the last game of you know, the season, whenever it is. He, he was crying, and I'm like, and I, what do you say to the guy? You know, and he looks at me and he, now. Here's here's a, here's a measure to me of a true head coach. He looked at me square in the face in the middle of all this, and he said, "That's on me." Straight out, no BS, no excuses, nothing else. Didn't say anything. I didn't even talk about the play or the play call. Didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to him. I just looked at him. I was like, "Bro, you were in a heavyweight fight." It was round 12. You were beating Mike Tyson. All you had to do was stick him one more time on the chin, and you're going to the ship. And he looks at me, and he says, that's on me. That's it. That's all he said. That was it. it didn't take my phone call for two days. I wouldn't take your phone call either. You know, you wait until Monday. You always, you always, wait until Monday. Call hey, man, me. You always, you always Listen, buzz, was you always worried buzz about some coaches it, after losses, man. Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I... He likes stirring the pot too. Much. You know, I, I got a lot of respect for Joe. I'll say that. I'll say that. He's a classy guy. He runs a classy program. Um, you know, a lot of people around the county don't really know him that well because he's not a you know a native San Diegan. Um, but he's he cares about his program. He cares about his kids. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do what he's gotta do to try to win ball games. And I feel tremendously bad for him, for his players. Um, I know that he regrets making that call in that situation. That's kind of all you got to say about that. I just, 
Helix, you live to fight another day. Uh, when I talked to some of the Helix coaches, they were just like, that was a sloppy win, but it's a win. Think about the last two playoff t- the last two playoff games these teams played. At the end of it, we're talking about a coaching decision. And one benefited Saints last year in the championship, one benefited Helix this year. Again, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Robbie Owens' decision to go for two. Last year, I liked the idea to go for two. And you know what? It's his decision. I'm not going to sit here and bash a high school football coach for his decision making because it's not fair. And I don't know what's going on um, in terms of you know the down. And, and I don't know what's going on in the game. I'm not there. I'll say that. Can, can, I, re, can I rebuttal that? I'm not done. Okay. You can rebuttal when I'm done. Hey, take your. You had your time. That's my time. All right, <laughs> I'm just mess with you. Um, but but for me, when I heard about it, I was like, all right. But when you start breaking it down, you got to be like, when you want to win a game, third and five. Dagger says, pass play. I mean that's. I mean that the thing is, but it's all about where you're out in the field. I mean, if I'm thinking of breaking it down. I wouldn't have done that as close to the end zone as they were. Right. I mean, if you're, the ball's at the forty-five, let's say the ball's at your own forty-five yard line, you can get away with throwing a pick because at the end, I mean, you're not going to like it, right? Then that you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of fans unhappy, but you still have a chance to make a stop. When you're down your own like twenty yard line, you're throwing the ball, and it's like, it, what if that ball's incomplete? I mean, you don't burn any clock. To me, you know, in that situation, you kind of you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but you run the ball by you have one of the best running backs in the county, and Byron Cardwell. You run it to him on first down. You 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 just snap the ball at one second. You run it on second. How many timeouts did Helix have? Do we know? Two, I think. So they called two timeouts during the deal. So it, was the clock moving on that third down? Clock was moving. So the clock was moving on that third down when they threw that pass. Yep. You run the ball, man. I mean, you run the ball. If Listen, you don't, even if, if you don't, don't get if you it, don't you still get punt it. the ball. So is he think now? Is he thinking? about the blocked punt that happened earlier that cost Saints. Because they did know. block a punt earlier. Now you're thinking, well, maybe my special teams unit's not as sound. I'd that, rather I put it in my over, hands. If he was, I'd say it's overthinking it. I think Let's that the smart play... coaching yourself. Right? The smart play is to run the ball three times. Or I would say not even the smart. You the gotta traditional play, play. you got to play the percentages. Run the ball. Run the ball. If you get stopped, you punt. You make the other team come down you the make field have to move, and score. Yeah. You have to I, make I him go down further. Yeah. How much time was on the clock? Two minutes. So there's two minutes when they threw the pick? Yep. Okay. I mean, that's still, I mean, you still have to keep them off the field for a long time. Um, yeah, but so, their defense was doing it all night. You think about it. They I, got into I know. The fourth quarter was They zero held the six up, points so. the entire game. And they even had the guy miss a, miss a PAT after a, a penalty. That's true. I mean, your defense has played lights out. I mean, you go, you roll with I the think defense. his guys, you know, I think his guys were gassed. So I will say that most of the starters over there were playing two ways. I mean, both ways. I mean, they're going to be tired in that situation. So, you know, maybe maybe he was just going for, you know what, let's get this thing over with. I'm, I'm, I, I believe in my guys. I trust my guys. And, you know, I can't I can't knock a coach for that. If he really is sold out to him, really thinks they can get it done and believes in his quarterback, believes in his wide receiver, Yeah. you know what, more power to him. I agree. I, I just don't know that I would have made that decision in that situation. And we're not going to sit here and pick that decision apart for right. the, the rest of the show. It was probably the same conversation we had last year with, um, you know, oh, about Robbie Owens. Back to Robbie Owens for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, I can say this only because I was standing with Kelly Owens, his wife, and his son when he made that call. And I'll tell everybody, I think, and Kelly can attest to this to, to Robbie. I looked at her after he took the points off the board. I looked at her and I said, you realize if they don't get this, <laughs> it's going to be a really long night for y'all. And I don't know that he's going to make it out it's of the stadium a long, alive. It's going to be a long couple months. And so, it was a long couple um, months. I, I, listen, I, I will stand by what I said last year. I'll say it again. Never take points off the board. I don't agree with the decision to go for two. I think you take the points. You'd already got them. Take the points. Take this thing to overtime. Win the ball game that way. Yeah, I see, never take points off the board. I'm not that guy. That's the difference between that decision and the Cathedral decision to go for two because Cathedral's decision to go for two was they're just going for two. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't oh, like we, they got the points. We got and it, and now we're tied board. going to overtime. Right. And it's There's like a penalty. Oh, yeah. let's go for two now. No, I don't at like that, that decision I, at all. I don't like that. I don't like that decision. I did like. I don't mind the decision to go for two to try to win it, but it's got to be out of the gate. Um, other games that uh, around the county, uh, Lincoln looked like they cruised to a win over over Torrey Pines, although Not the score so is close. Um, Torrey played a really good first half, and if you looked at that, they were up 14-3 going into half. fourteen three, and it took the freshman quarterback to come in and run for darn near 400 yards in the second half to win that game so what's going on over there i mean look they pulled 
Jensen and they put the younger guy in and then that, that little spark into the offense and then they end up running the ball instead of passing it, which was kind of confusing because I thought Torrey Pines was going to struggle with the passing game. Turns out they struggled with the running game. Which is concerning for if you're linked. I mean, Carlsbad shredded Torrey Pines secondary. I mean, it was just like easy pickings all day. I was kind of I was kind of surprised by that score as well. Um, but you know Torrey Pines is well coached, and they're going to be geared up for a game and uh, be ready to go. Um, how many times have they benched Jensen this year? Is it every game? I mean, I, it seems like it's every game. I mean, you I, say I that know. every week. I don't know. You know, it, it's been often. It's but, been you know, often. to be to his fairness, he's a junior. He's still learning the system. First year in the program. You know, um, one of the best offensive minds with Jason Carter down there. Sometimes they might not see things eye to eye. Maybe, maybe Carter sees something different. He makes the call, you know. I want to really painfully go through every single game and lay the Oceanside Steel Canyon game for the end because I brutal. know that's the that one is, that you want to talk man, about. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because I'm the only guy who picked that, no? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, I think I on record, yeah. On the record, yeah, yes. absolutely. You're the only one that, that had the... Uh, I called that my cojones. upset of the week. You're the only one that had the cojones to say it on record, that you were you know, the role with Oceanside over Steel Canyon. They do it. In overtime down at Steel. Uh, tell us why that happened, Chris. Go ahead. Uh, one player. Kavika Tua, <laughs> man. Tua is Listen, nasty. When Kavika Tua makes you change your defense and you put eight in the box, it opened up the passing game for them to go and take the ball downfield. So it don't surprise me. You know, like I told you, it, it didn't surprise me. I knew that they were going to have trouble. Um, as long as Oceanside stayed close, they'd have a shot in the end of the game. That's exactly what happened. And Oceanside uh, looking for another uh, good win, hopefully, uh, this week as they move on to play Madison, right? That should be a good one. That's going to be a great game. Um, D2 play. What about that Bishop's Poway game? Oh, that game was a talk- lot Wait a minute. closer than I thought Wait it was going to be. All the, okay, I got to say this. For all the coaches out there that DM me, text message me, that got in their feelings about putting a junior on the Silver Pigskin podium and got in them, oh, he didn't play nobody. I wouldn't say Poway is like some world beater all of a sudden. They're a top division two but team. But it's definitely Hold on, it's better than what they've played they so far this year. They are a top division two team. And if you look at his stat line, the kid ran for three yards and passed over 390. What do you want him to do? What more does he have to do to you to prove that he is that guy? Well, I think he's a really good quarterback. If you put but whatever like, team you put I, in front of him, I, he beats. They're I, undefeated. I don't I, – I don't – I'm not buying you saying Poway is like some legit team because okay. I've watched them play. So multiple what happens times. when he torches Santa Fe Christian for the second time this year? This Santa Fe weekend? Christian's not a good team. Okay, either. so who are they going to meet in the if finals? They, then? If they beat Vista, then what? By 21 points, 21 and, and shred them. Then I would say, yeah, I mean that's the deal. But I again, a division two. You're team. not talking to somebody that is not a believer in Tyler Buckner. Oh. I'm just telling you about uh, if you want a credibility like. All he's right, a junior, look. and he's the best quarterback in San Diego. He's putting up video game numbers. The kid's committed to Notre Dame. All right. He's a class act. I don't care what you've none yet, of these coaches you've have yet to say. to say anything false right there. Exactly. But I'm still saying what I'm saying in terms of if we want to talk competition, don't throw Poway out there as like, oh, man, they just they just beat, they beat Poway by one point in a shootout. I, I honestly, everybody's well, talking no about defense. I, here, here's the deal. Everybody's talking about how, you know, Bishops just beat a really good team. I was more concerned with Bishops after that 52-51 win than I was going into it because they gave up 51 to Poway, and the fact that they had to do that, I think, is is a little concerning for for Bishops in this point. Not me. That's fine. And again, 
I, I, I don't disagree with you with Tyler Buckner. Yeah, I am listen, a Tyler I, Buckner I fan. I of agree with you. the Division II teams that are out there, I would say that Poway is one of the topper. Like, they're in the top five, six teams in Division Two. They got the nine seed. Okay. Well, they had a, they didn't have a great year, but I will say I've seen them. I've seen them, and I'm telling you. I watched them play Retro Bernardo, and down the stretch, they were not What is Retro Bernardo? They're one or two. They're Division One. Okay. They were quick out. Yeah. They lost to Torrey Pines by yeah. 35 points. Okay. I'm just saying, yeah, man. Yeah, Poway is D2. They're yeah. not D1. If they even hold with the D1 team, you got to give them respect. All right. You want to pull up the, the power rating number? Let's go. For, for let's go. Poway. Let's see who the Bishops... Let's go let's see to who, the stat Let's man. see who Bishops is let's go to the best team man. that they've played all year. I guarantee... It's I probably almost, Poway. I bet you they played somebody better this year. I don't think so. I bet you they have. I don't think so. I think they have. I think you're wrong. That's fine. Did you do your research before? No. Or are, you, are you sweating no, over there? I'm not sweating a little bit. Not even a little bit. It's cold in here. I, eh, it's kind of cold in here. It's going to get colder down the stretch here. All right, by division. Let's see what we got here. Let's see well, see, going. while you're looking that up, let me go over the, the other. The best win Bishops has this year is who? La Jolla. Okay. The First game win. of the year. And they beat and La Jolla eight, was a lead champion, they, though. They, they beat them 18 to 9. And, and they were a lead champion, there. right? They were. Okay. All I'm saying is all those coaches that sit there and say Buckner didn't play anybody, I'm going to tell you this. The kid will play anybody put in front of him, and he will beat darn near anybody put in front of him, and I'm done. Strag- Moving on. You want to know Bishop's schedule no, strength compared to everybody else? No, I don't. They have the worst schedule strength in all of Division Two. Their schedule strength is three. Okay, thank you. Moving along. You want me to pull up facts? Do you want to? You little, can keep going. I'm just saying, man. I mean, like, I, you can make whatever argument you want. Look, I'll take Tyler Buckner well, here, ten out of ten here's, times. Here's my. I'm playing devil's advocate because it makes for better better conversation. I agree with you 100 percent, Tyler Buckner. Then I'm not. I'm not about? a doubter. All I'm saying is he didn't play nobody. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying don't be puffing your chest out about your schedule being La Jolla, Poway, Modern Day, Santa Fe Christian, Orange Glen, La Jolla Country Day, Francis Parker, University City, Classical Academy, Tri-City Christian, Tri-City Christian, and the school called Rosamond. Okay. First and foremost, we're not pumping our chest out because of who we played. I'm pumping my chest out because that kid is a freaking athlete and the best quarterback in San Diego. My argument is you put whatever team you put in front of him. I don't care. You put him at Helix, he's going to do the same thing. You put him at St. Augustine, he'll do the same thing. You put him at Cathedral, he's going to do the same thing. The kid's got ice water in his veins, and he's one heck of a football player. The only argument, the only knock that these coaches or anybody out there can find on him is his strength of schedule for his football team. So good luck with that. And when this kid's playing on Saturdays for Notre Dame and he's torching people, just remember you weren't fans, and there's no room on the Buckner bandwagon at that point. Again, I'm going to be the – the middle guy here. I agree that he is the best guy, and I think everything you said is true. If he was on Helix right now, he'd be shredding teams. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. He ain't putting up 700 yards every game, though. I think his yards and his stats will be down, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to be he's gonna be winning a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could beat any team in the county if he's on, uh, on one of those higher teams. But I, I'll make I, another I, argument. I don't, he doesn't lead the co- My argument is he doesn't lead the country in all those stats if he's at Helix. Okay, here's my other argument that nobody's saying. All right, what you got? How many quarterbacks in the county could even graduate from Bishops? Mm, I don't know anybody's GPA. A lot of these a lot of these schools have um These guys ain't rocket scientists. Let's be candid that. about it. Bishops is not a, a, a easy academic school. Neither is Cathedral. Neither is St. Augustine. Okay. Those guys are all What about the rest schools. of the schools? Um those North County schools have a lot of uh Academic prowess as well. Yeah, it's not as easy when you start throwing that in there, though, is it? Well, I'm just. Why are you throwing that in there? I'm just well, saying. Say, I'm just pointing out the fact that the schedule. Let's move They along. got they got a point with the schedule. I'm bored. But again, I agree with you. I'm I agree bored. with you on Tyler Buckner being the best quarterback I'm in bored. San Diego. Surprise of the night for me was uh, Hilltop. Uh, that yeah, I didn't hurt. think they'd lose that. Game. I I thought they'd win that game. Uh, it hurt watching that quarterback. Try, I mean the the kicker try to go for two. <sighs> I'd hate to be a kicker on Monday morning missing that because that was for a game winner. And, you know, you don't want to see a high school kid have to go through that and all his teammates looking at him and all the fans and everybody. I mean, they're, these guys are kids, man. It's well, that's, tough. That's, that's you, tough. College guys can't even make I mean, there are a reason that they're, they're college and high school kickers. You never want to leave it into their hands. And if you're leaving it in their hands, it ain't their fault if they miss. Well, that's all I got to say. All I know is John Carney is one of the best coaching uh, kicker coaches in San Diego, and he's available if any kickers out there want to – uh, get better. Go see John Carney. Yeah. Shameless plug for one of the what is he the sixth all time leading scorer in NFL history, right here in your backyard. 
He does a really good job. Um, uh, Central San Diego. Time. I really wasn't that surprised about that game. I did I call wasn't Central. Surprised either. I did. I, I was surprised that San Diego kept it close at 20, 30 to twenty six. I will say that. Um, I thought Modern Day was going to come out a little bit more impressive against La Jolla. So hats off to uh, the Vikings for winning that game. They're missing Appleman, correct? Yep. How was that dynamic? Do you know with not having their quarterback? Uh, you know, I mean, they hand the ball off a lot to Aiden Calvert. So it's I did much see, a, I did see. I think it was their quarterback tried to dive for the end zone and get. That was a great play by La Jolla. Yeah, I mean, yeah. stripped it right at the, right at the goal one line. yard line. That was Yeesh, nice. That was that a good hurts. play. Hats off to that defensive play. And then the other game um, was uh, Mission Hills Grossmont that I want to talk about. Another Silver Pigskin finalist has an incredible night. Grossmont Madison or Mission yeah. Hills? LCC? I'm sorry, Madison. No, Madison Grossmont. Okay. Uh, Keontae Springs went for five touchdowns. Did you see that? Five tubs. And then what does he do to seal the game? Game winning interception to shut him down. So plays both sides of the ball. One of the most talented football players here in San Diego County. We had a lot of great football last week. I got to say, coming out of, in my opinion, kind of a disappointing season as far as like the competitiveness and games that were close, this round of playoffs right here made made up for everything. And a very, a very, um, boring first round as well yeah i'd agree with that i mean look at the score i mean open playoff was great uh division one all the all the scores were relatively close division two uh you got shootouts you got close games with the exception of uh maybe the el camino uh, san pasquale game uh d3 34 33 30 to 26 28 14 and then you got the scripts ranch um 42 7 which i think they were Definitely way better than West Hills is, um, and then you go down to D four, Orange Glen, uh, and Henry was was somewhat close. Uh, okay, that, that game wasn't close. I can't really make the argument for D four. No. D four was kind of all blowouts. Uh, D five, Mission Bay Holtville was really close. I wasn't expecting that. No. Other than that, all those other games were blowout as well. Um, do we want to talk about uh, the games coming up? Absolutely. Let's get to it. Um, we'll start with D five. Work our way up. Of course, the Open Division Championship is on Saturday. Everybody else is playing semifinal games for a trip to Southwestern College. We have the site check today. Wait, wait, Division two Bishops Santa Fe Christian plays Saturday. Saturday too. I do. I see that. Okay. I'm glad you're on Cal Preps. We love our boy Ned Freeman over there. He listens. He's a fan of our show. He Ned listens. Freeman. All, Hello, listen Ned. every week. You know, Ned, I'm a little jealous though. You talk to Bray, you talk to Coach, but you ain't talked to Top Dog yet, man. What's up? We no gotta love? get. We gotta get. Uh, I need you here, man. We gotta get Freeman on the podcast. Listen, listen. I don't know if he told you, but I'm willing to pay to get Ned Freeman on this show. <laughs> I'm sure he'd do it for free, but now he's probably going to be. It out there, now man. he's going to be I'm asking it for out money. There. Um. Oh, they got the wave. Is that Tony leaving? That was TG. That, that, that TG2. It, that means it's time for us to start hey, wrapping wait, this wait. deal up. Hey, wait, wait. Did I just come up with a new name for him? That's T- TG2. TG2? Yeah. I like that. I like that. TG2. Top like Dog that. calls him TG2. You should ask him, see if he likes it. Because if he All likes right. it, we might start calling him that. TG2. All right, uh, let's get to it. You're, look at you. It's like a kid in a candy store. Chris is so <laughs> he's so happy right now. He's Shut got up. a huge smile on his Shut face. Up. All right, let's get to a D5. Mission Bay at Castle Park. I think this game uh, could be very interesting down at Castle Park. Castle Park's projected to win 28-22 um, on Cal Preps. Do you like I'm Castle Park in this game or Mission the Bay? Trojans. The run is over. Chris, you did a great job this season until you ran into Mission Bay. Obviously I'm not taking, that good of a job. You didn't put I'm him on the uh, coach of the year. Hutchinson. I'm taking uh, – what is it? Aguan. I'm taking uh, Logan Lewis. I'm I'm taking the Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. God, Glory days back at Mission Bay being uh, back in the conversation. I like it. Um, I'm going to take Castle Park in this one. Do you want to see? Uh, I think it's a close game, though. Okay. Vincent Memorial versus Francis Parker. You got to think Vincent Memorial probably uh, has got this one. I'm taking upset. I'm taking Francis Parker in this game. The game's going to be played at Central High School out in El Centro. Doesn't matter. Really? I believe in Parker. Why? They just knocked off my Colts, so I'm ru- I'm rolling with Parker. He's wearing his Colts football. I'm wearing my today. Colts stuff. Look, I'm even wearing the 1996 sweats? red I'm Air Maxes. Dude, baby. you love red shoes. The red Air Maxes. And Chris my is Colts. a sucker for red shoes, man. Didn't you just buy red shoes like the other day? Saw B Stone's red shoes, and you had to get yourself. Yeah, some? I did. I did. Now I got a second pair. <laughs> Chris, I love red shoes. You better be wearing those on uh, Friday and Saturday. Let's uh, go. Let's get to D4. Orange Glen at Santana. This is uh, an intriguing game. Uh, Kale Patterson going against the Sultans. Sultans are the high-powered team in D4 this year. Orange Glen won a CIF championship last year. Do you think it's closer than the Cal Prep spread of 44-24? I'm taking bombs over Baghdad, Santana. Let's go. They're they going to air they, it out. They do air it out. The air raid offense that Santana is going to put 50 
on Orange Glen. Orange Glen, get in. You know why? Because Orange Glen is secondary. Mm-mm, no, sir. Do you get any love for being there before? No. Any experience on your no, side? No. You got no secondary. Last time you called out a secondary, that team got smoked. I wasn't By wrong, was I? No. Did you watch that game? I, I watched the highlights. Yeah. I got a coach from that, I got a call from that coach this week. <laughs> <laughs> when I said, hey, where's your secondary at? I can't wait for next week when you say you've hashed it out and you've settled yeah. your differences. I've hashed it out and settled my differences. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, baby. Nobody likes it when you're right, listen, Chris. Listen, when Rudy comes into my office and says, who don't you argue with? Hey, man. I'm like, that's well, just me, man. You're I'm a passionate sorry. dude. Believe Say what you believe. I don't drink everybody's Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Not a fan of drinking people's Kool-Aid. La Jolla Country Day at Sarah. Sarah's projected win 44-27. Does La Jolla Country Day have another big uh, offensive production game in them? I'm going to look for something different. Um, I think that Sarah is going to utilize Kyle Sampson in a different way. I, I have a feeling that they're going to change up their defense slightly, and they're going to confuse uh, Kreitzman. See, the deal, is, for me, Kreitzman's never really been hit. He's never really had a lot of defensive pressure really get to him. He's been able to sit back in a pocket and watch his six foot two, six foot three, six foot four wide receivers run all over the field and get him the ball. With that said, I think there's gonna be a lot more pressure with that defensive line from Sarah. I think they get to him early, and I think Sarah wins this game. I think Sarah wins the game as well. Do they cover the spread? Mm-hmm. Or are we gonna get a call from what are we Mr. Looking Smith? At? What are we looking it's at? It's forty four twenty seven in favor of Sarah. Ooh, no, they're That's not covering the spread. That's going to be the target for, nope, for they're not covering the spread. Coach Smith's wife. She's and by the, way, spread. by the way, did you see uh, she's looking for, she almost adopted a puppy called uh, Shirley Temple. Really? Yeah. I think you get my Check out my Facebook. I think you it's see Sarah sweatshirt. The littlereddog.org. They get their, uh, they have puppies for adoption, and there was a little puppy up there that she fell in love with, and she's got to get permission from Drew to get the puppy. So. <laughs> well, I if, hope uh, she does adopt it. So if you guys if, are looking for early Christmas gifts, shameless plug, the littlereddog.org, adopt a puppy. They need homes. Let's move on to Division Three. After Chris has had a lot of shameless plugs today. Um, Brawley at La Jolla. Brawley's upset uh, two teams now. Well, not really upset, but they beat Kearney uh, out at Brawley, and then they go in and upset uh, Hilltop. They're traveling back out to San Diego to take on La Jolla. I gotta like La Jolla in this one just because the way they've been playing and the size of the kids that they have right now, and they've been playing some pretty good football. And two names to you, Jackson Stratton and Makai Smith. Makai Smith might be the most underrated football player in San Diego. Only a sophomore, that kid is incredibly physical. He's a great receiver, great DB. He can even slang the ball 55 yards as a quarterback. So don't be surprised if they pull him at Wildcat and do some funky stuff to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. Makai Smith is going to make a huge difference in that game. The Vikings win like and the cover Vikings. the spread. Uh, Scripps Ranch hosting Central. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the game that 97.3. The fan will be broadcasting in my neck of the woods, Scripps Ranch High School. Uh, Falcons projected to win 28-17. I was high on Central until I watched the highlights against San Diego High, and then I was like, I don't I don't think they're going to match up very well with Scripps Ranch. I think Scripps Ranch covers this week. I think they hammer Central. I do, too, and the difference maker in that game is going to be Josh Boma. I think Bowman's going to have a breakout game. He's going to get to that quarterback early. I like them to cover the spread. He's way bigger than everybody on that central offensive line and that entire team, to be yep. honest with you. Central's going to be scrappy, though. They're going to have some scrappy kids, but they, I was not impressed with what I saw on the on the PPR. Uh, Division two. one of the games will be on Saturday. The game on Friday, however, will be El Camino at Vista. Vista's projected to win 38-24. El Camino, I think it's been a nice run, but I think your, your end of the road is here. I'm going to sing it for you. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Anyway, you go into Vista. Vista's got they're just too physical. I mean, with the with the big running back over there, David Flores, you got Desmond Tawa, three headed monster back Dude, there, man. You're, you don't have enough guys to stop that. Plus, I, I you know this El Camino team's a little different than what I remember at the beginning of the season. There's no Armand Trout. I haven't seen highlights of Zion Jackson. I haven't seen a lot of the guys that were playmakers from early. I'm seeing new guys step up and make plays, which is good for the team. No, Sagan's been sure. playing pretty well. Their their new quarterbacks uh, not bad. But. I'm not sure, you know, who's going to step up for this game, and I, I don't know about the leadership. There's a lot of question marks around El Camino going into this game for me. I'm taking Vista to win this. Plus, I had Vista to win, Vista to show up in the D2 championship. So yeah, I I mean I I'm a huge supporter of Vista, and, and just to think about some of the same teams that they played, um, uh, Vista against the Avocado League, they did lose twice, but they lost to Carlsbad by one point. Uh, they were actually beating Carlsbad late. In that in that football game, uh, those are two teams that uh, if I look at El Camino, El Camino was unable to beat both of those teams. Uh, El Camino lost to La Casa Canyon thirty four to eight. I know it was earlier in the season, and they ended up losing to 
Carlsbad 28-14. So in terms of Cal preps, I think everybody's going to be rolling with Vista. Vista's projected to win, what does it say, 38-24. I think they win by more, to be honest with you. I think Vista's going to have a really big day, and I think it's gonna, we're going to see Big Red in the uh, CIF championship again. I agree. Uh, I think they're going to be going against Bishops. I think there's no real chance that Santa Fe what? Christian has. I, I've picked Bishops in almost every game so far. You know why? Because their schedule's soft. How about that? You're asking for that. I had to throw that out there. I was expecting a bigger reaction. Uh, Bishops projected to win 42-13. Uh, what was the score of the last time these two teams? Well, didn't they shut them out? I think they blanked them. I think Bishops blanked Santa Fe Christian. Yeah, they won 49 nothing last time. Do you think they win by the same margin? Do you think uh, Santa Fe Christian scores this time? I think they're going to look toward uh, a CAF championship. So I think that you'll see Tyler Buckner play the first half. If they get a big lead, I think they're going to sit him. Yeah, I think Bishops cruises. So on, I on think Saturday. my I think thirty five seven is a reasonable score. I don't think Joe Allen's going to run the score up on him this time. I think he's really thinking about dialing in to get ready for the championship. Uh, so that's Bishops and Santa Fe Christian in Division Two. We both think Vista and Bishops will be in the Division Two playoffs. Division One, uh, last division for the semifinals. Oceanside at Madison. Uh, both these matchups, we got uh, Avocado League versus Western League. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I like this matchup between Oceanside and Madison. I like the matchup between Mission Hills and Lincoln. I think both teams uh, in both games are very comparable. Uh, Madison's projected to win 26-22. Mission Hills is projected to win 28-17 over Lincoln. So this is probably the most entertaining for me because all year long see I've the heard smirk on his face. Right I, I've heard, oh, the Avocado League's better than the Western League. Oh, we're, we're we're the best league out here. Okay, so if Madison knocks off Oceanside, that means Avocado loses and they're out again. Mm-hmm. If Mission Hills loses to Lincoln, that's both Avocado teams out and what both both Western League teams are in. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take. Both Western League teams to win these respective games, and I'll tell you why. Oceanside, in my opinion, is a good football team. I don't know if they have the playmakers that Madison does. I don't think they've been battle-tested as hard as Madison has. I think that this game being at Madison is a huge difference maker, and I think the playmaker that's going to make a big difference in this game is junior safety running back, wide receiver, slash anything that, that they need him to be, that's Herman Smith. You've been on. You've been high on him all season, dude. He's I'm telling you, every next week. year, next year he's probably the best player in San Diego. Uh, I like the two Western League teams, but that'd be a little biased. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Madison. I'm gonna go with Mission Hills. I'm gonna go with Chalk on the uh, Cal Preps projections. Yeah, um, but I'm all for the Western League, of course. Um, Say Mission Hills beats Lincoln, huh? Yeah. Now, come on so. now. You got to sound either confident, make the pick, or don't make the yeah, pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies in this one. Okay, well, I'm going with the Hornets. You always go with the Hornets. No, I don't always go with the Hornets. You go with the Western League schools against the Avocado League schools, though. Every day. <laughs> every day of the week, every I day of the year. I try not to be as biased as possible. I'm, I'm, I'm Although Carlsbad did get Cathedral, they do have that one Avocado League win. By the way, they got it by one, and Cathedral so, didn't understand the two I want to go to. I want to go to the Mission Hills-Lincoln game. We'll talk about key players for that game. The, one kid that I, the two kids that I think are going to make a huge difference in this game that you really have to watch out for, everybody's eyes are going to be on Joe Smith. Everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are going to be on Quentin Hadnot. The play, the two players you really got to watch from Mission Hills, Sky Donnell. What does Sky do against Keyshawn Smith? That's going to be the matchup that's going to be really tell for that game. If Sky can lock Keyshawn down, Mission Hills wins. The other kid you're going to keep an eye on is arguably one of the top three linebackers in the county. That's Mikhail Soto. If Mikhail Soto has a great game, listen, last week they ran him the ball, and he was stiff-arming people, which I didn't even know the kid played running back. He's that good of a linebacker. But those two are the difference maker. If Lincoln has trouble with either one of those two on either side of the ball, Mission Hills does win that game. However, I don't think Mission Hills has seen the the speed of a team like Lincoln before. And I'll tell you what, I think that they're going to change looks uh, probably midway, probably like they did against Torrey, where they're going to they're going to go say, who you're gonna, they're going to spread they're going to go spread they're going to go spread first they're going to go five wide they'll go spread they'll try going over the top giving you a couple crazy looks maybe stack some of the routes um, they're going to have trouble with Benjo O'Brien I'm going to tell you right now that kid is a a huge huge threat coming across the middle of that field and he is one tough kid so I think they're going to have trouble with Benjo O'Brien what I don't think they're going to have trouble with is a running game if Lincoln can't establish a running game and they get forced to pass. They're going to make the switch earlier, pull Jensen, put their freshman in there, and then they're going to start running the ball. When they put eight in the box, they're going to try to go back over the top. I do think this is going to be a close game. This will be the game that I'm at, 
and I get to see one of my favorite people in San Diego. That's Jay Donnell. I'm praying for you. That's Sky's mom. She's one of my favorite people in San Diego, and I'm looking forward to seeing her Friday night. I can't believe you picked a game you're going to on a Tuesday. So what? You never know. You never know what game you're going to. Oh, boy. I like this. It's also, playoffs. Are we talking like, about playoffs? I also like making you roll your eyes. It's very entertaining. Yeah, you really uh-huh. picking me tonight, huh? You really digging <laughs> in. Folks, listen, out there in Radio Land, have you seen how many times I've given this dude a dirty look tonight? I'm oh, like, what are great. you doing? Hey, the the the, the guy's make me the villain, tables man. Tables have turned, I feel man. like Darth Vader over here again. Hey, you see this? It's yeah, you stirring it, all right. I'm, I'm going to start calling you Spoon. I'm I'm stirring the pot spoon. more than you usually stir the yeah, pot. Yeah, you, you are, you don't like man. That. I'm going to get a lot of phone calls after <laughs> this podcast. Good Lord. I just want to run up your phone bill. Is that Jeez. possible? Uh, do you want to talk about... The, well, we have to talk about the Open Division Championship now because uh, we're not going to be broadcasting until uh, the next uh, round of the playoffs. Anyway, so Helix and Carlsbad. I really like Helix in this game. I think they get it done. They're my pick at the beginning of the season to win the whole thing. They're my pick at the beginning of the season to be number one, and I think they do that on uh, on Saturday. I do think Carlsbad gives them a nice run for their money, though. Helix better come with their A game. You can't mm-hmm. play another game like you did against St. Augustine against Carlsbad. You beat one team in purple. If you plan on beating another team in purple, you better step up and have a good week of practice and be focused and dedicated for this game. This is not going to be a walk in the park. Listen, they... Carlsbad offensive line is one of the more dominant ones in San Diego. Okay, Their defensive line gets to the ball. they got linebackers that fly around. You can't just show up thinking that you're going to win this game. I think this game is going to be very close. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. My final score on this one, 28-24. Hmm. 28-24. Carlsbad gets a field goal. Huh? You do get a field goal. You, go, uh, you give Carlsbad three more points than Cal Preps has given him. I didn't even see that. He didn't either. No, I didn't I even look at it. His, his reaction, his, his reaction is not false. I was watching the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but hey, look, man, you're you're diving in on Ned Freeman. Maybe you're starting to figure out the formula in there in your head. I got my own weird formula. Yeah, hey, Chris listen, what was formula. I? Hey, week one of playoffs. What was I? You said, oh, you lost that Mira Mesa game. But I said, aside nineteen from that, and one the mm-hmm. first week. What was I the second week? What did you say? Seventeen and three. Is that what the spread or just straight up? Straight up. Oh, okay. Straight up. 17 and 3 and 19 and 1. That means I've lost four playoff games in 40. Well done. That's 90% winning percentage. I dare anybody to come on a podcast and pick playoffs and go 90%. Anybody, anybody in San Diego, quarterbacks, dads included, I'm calling some people out because a lot of people like to chirp. A lot of people like to talk. You think it's easy to do what we do? Come put your money where your mouth is. Wow, that's amazing. Have you seen that? Uh, oh, that's embarrassing. See that? Uh, I did see 2009 that. 2009 versus 2019. I did see that. You know, my hair? Did, did you see what? Did you see my response was? I think I did. Maybe. I don't know. I'll you didn't retweet it. You didn't even like it. So where's like, it at? Wait. I don't know. What's going on with your Twitter, man? What you talking about Willis? I retweet. I said you um, got a notification on there. Let me see. Let's I don't see what know. We got here. You're killing my vibe now, dude. I'm. I don't see it. You're killing my vibe. Did you not retweet it? No, I did. I said, as a matter of fact, there were some people that liked it too. It wasn't you. It's obviously not popping up on my deal over here. I don't know. I think think? I said something like, uh, the only thing has changed. I I said, I don't see any change. Oh, wait, you cut your bangs. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Are you going to post one of 2009? Dude, I looked for one one and I, I couldn't find one, dude. I mean, like, I'm old, bro. Sorry. I was a. I think my ex-wife has all those pictures. 2009. And I'm not calling my ex-wife for no pictures for Twitter, bro. Oh, all right, then I won't ask you what you were doing in 2009. I was married, raising children. There you go. Was I coaching? Yeah, I was still coaching, still coaching baseball in 2009. So maybe I'll find one in baseball. We go. Yeah, back find to a that. baseball yeah, one. I mean, Chris one. showed up last week, looked like he was ready to play baseball. Let's go. His white pants. Um, I was a freshman in high school in 2009, so that's fun. <sighs> Don't hold that against some coaches. <laughs> I am youthful. Are we done? Are we done? We doing did all the games. Did, we did all, did the, all games? the games. You got anything else to talk about? Anything in life? You gonna have a good time? You know, there's a lot of rumors around. I will say this. Oh, we I didn't talk about that, San Clemente. Yeah, let's talk about that. But I wanted to talk about um, coaching changes. I, I will say that um, there are some coaches that have already hit me up that are looking for new places or new homes in the future. So it'll be an interesting off season. Head and assistants. Um, yes, head and assistants. I have had a head coach. Actually, a couple of head coaches already hit me up that, you know, it hasn't been made public yet, so I don't want to say any names or schools or anything. Um, but they do are going to be leaving their programs. And uh, one assistant coach who was a former head coach, I, 
think people might be able to figure who that is, is is looking for a home too. So if you guys are, you know, this is a fraternity uh, coaching. So mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get along with a guy on Friday nights in the past, but now he's looking for a new home. Um, always keep your door open, take care of each other, you know, stick up for one another. And uh, you never know, you might build a friendship last a lifetime. And uh, Chris Four, who's a, a big uh, fan of the show, he's part of the Coach's Corner as well. He does a uh, tremendous job helping coaches find jobs. He tracks every job that's open. Um, he has contacts for almost everybody here in San Diego. Uh, if you haven't friend requested Chris Four yet or reached out to him if you're in need for a job or, you know, maybe maybe you're an assistant coach trying to go in for your first interview to be a head coach. He's a great person to know because he knows uh, a lot about it and he works in an admin and, and what some of these guys are looking for in terms of a hire. So uh, he's always a good guy to have on. We've had him on our show uh, a couple times on the Thursday night. Chris Four, Fallbrook guy. Um, he's always, uh, you know, helping out uh, Southern California. I think he's in charge of the uh, California Coaches Association, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a huge advocate for for coaches. Um, and this isn't just for varsity. California. So yeah. this includes junior varsity jobs and freshman teams. Um, it's all across the board. Take care of each other. Uh, stay connected. Make some friendships in the off season. Hey man, don't maybe, don't burn bridges. Maybe you didn't like that guy during the season because you felt like you ran the score up on you. Well, it's the off season now. If you're not playing. Reach out to them. Have a conversation. Sit down over, you know, maybe have a beer with them. Sit down. Bury the hatchet. Because at the end of the day, we're all in one business, and that's a kid business. Well said. That's a good way to end this podcast. I'm already getting excited for next year. And this season's not even over yet. We ain't done yet. Wait, this season's not even over. We can still go through CIF playoffs and state playoffs. Uh, Listen, if I can get along with these guys, you can get along with these guys. Talking to me? (laughs) No, I'm talking to everybody. (laughs) Well, you got a lot of phone calls that have to uh, happen in order for you to get along with everybody. I'm but moody. It's, it's I'm a good. Moody. Hey, you know what? You're passionate. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, you want to go talk about the the, the San Clemente? Yeah, thing? San Clemente. Um, I commented on, on the coaches' corner on Facebook. I thought it was incredibly hilarious. I I don't think they have the tweet up anymore, but uh, I remember that every time they're looking for a game during the off season, they go, "Oh, we're looking for a game, but we just want to clarify: we don't play private schools, we don't play charter schools, we don't play schools that involve." buses to school that aren't from our neighborhood and wait what did they get busted for and now they just got kicked out of the playoffs in the southern section wah, for for wah, wah. a violation of contact before high school essentially recruiting is what they got it's for. uh rule 510 for those of you who don't know and that's pre-enrollment contact that means that, that means you did not disclose that you talked to this kid before he came to your school Ath- and didn't live in your neighborhood athletically motivated and you did not uh, alert cif of the nature either coaches don't fall for this one if you have pre-enrollment contact make sure to fill out your 510 forms and submit them to the california interscholastic federation you have a lot of jobs, Chris. Did you just get hired by CIF? That was a pretty good job right there. <laughs> no, I just know that CIF pain, last, year, last year it got wonky. I mean, everybody knew about the transfers, and everybody was going after this 510 and that 510. Listen, if you don't know what a 510 rule is and you're a coach anywhere at any level, freshman, junior, varsity, varsity, anywhere, at any sport for that level, Talk to your soccer coach, your lacrosse coach, your basketball coach. Make sure everyone in your community, in your school, including your athletic director, knows what pre-enrollment contact and CIF violation 510 can cost you. Because, like you said, we're in the business of kids, right? And as somebody that has lost my playoffs because of uh, admin people not being able to uh, fill out forms properly or do those proper things. Don't blame admin. at, At the end of the day, the kids are the ones that suffer. And, and I will say this. The sad part about some of the ruling governing bodies in San Diego, or not even San Diego, I'm just going to say everywhere. the country, everywhere. is even if they know you're doing something wrong, they're not going to stop you. They're going to wait until the very mm-hmm. end of the season, and then they're going to penalize you. So don't don't let that happen to your kids. You can go through an entire season and get through it thinking you're perfectly fine, and then something like San Clemente happens where they take away your playoffs. And now your kids are sitting there. The, the 110 kids you got in your program that didn't do anything wrong are being punished for one kid. Exactly. So and don't then, be that and the other thing is they're going to come back with the rules are rules statement, and you don't want to get into that argument because that also stinks. But we're excited for high school football playoffs continuing here in San Diego. we got the semifinals for D1 through D5. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at Scripps Ranch. And I'll Central. be at where? You're going to be at Lincoln and Mission Hills. That's going to be a good hive. one. There's going to be a lot of good games this weekend. Uh, and then on Saturday, you're going to the Open Division Final. I don't know why I'm asking. I'm sure you're going to be there. Of course I'll be there. Yeah. Wait, wait. Saturday what time? Seven o'clock. Oh, shameless plug! I am gonna miss the open division final. What? Yes. Guess where I'll be? Where you at? Wonderfront. Ah. Oh. It's Wonderfront Saturday night. I know. I got a lot VIPs, of VIPs, baby. There's a lot of there's a lot of tickets here still available at uh, the stations. 
I, I might away. sneak away though. I, I listen. I can't what miss time that does game. Waterfront start. It's all day. It's all day. Yeah. Go there in the day. Yeah, but the the guy I want to see though. I mean, what time is he at? Nine fifteen. Oh, just go to the game and then uh, around like eight thirty, uh, listen to us on the radio as you head over to. Uh, <laughs> <the guy. laughs> we'll be broadcasting right, the game. Right. Hey, no, no. Any listen, of you guys listen. going to Wonderfront? You can listen to the game on the way down. Scotty's. I'll be there. Oh, all right. I'll be there. Delshine, Delshine. No, I, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm a South, I'm a South County guy. <laughs> Sorry, Carlsbad. And listen, by the way, I gotta give a little bit of shout out to uh, the Carlsbad Purple Crew up there. Um, they invited me out a couple of times. I couldn't make it this year, and I'm gonna see them. This, I'm gonna see. It's sad because I'm gonna see them Saturday night, but they gonna be happy. <laughs> I'm not rooting for them. <laughs> I'm not gonna be wearing purple. So that's for sure. He is. I uh, might even wear my uh, my gray Helix Championship shirt. <laughs> He's top dog, Chris Smith. I'm Brain Spread. Thanks again for listening to another high school football podcast. Be sure to uh, download the Radio.com app to listen to all of our high school football coverage. We got the high school football show on Thursday. We're going to go to Script Ranch High School on Friday, Central and Script Ranch. Then we got the Open Division Championship. Those games will be played on 97.3 The Fan. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Are you not entertained? What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. And Top Dog. Thanks again for downloading the High School Football Podcast right here on Radio.com. Be sure to check out all of our other podcasts like Bennett Woods, The John Quintero Show, and Gwen and Chris. And be sure to subscribe so you can never miss a High School Football Podcast. I'm Braden Soprenit. And I'm Top Dog. Thanks for downloading the High School Football Podcast on Radio.com. Are you not entertained? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.